All right, I want y'all to introduce yourselves, first of all, first and foremost, um, and just go. So Gigi, and Gigi, tell a little bit about what you do, who you are, just a little bit. Okay. Or I'll tell it for you if you want me to. <laughs> I'm Gigi, um, I met Manning like 10 years ago, maybe. Longer than that, I think. 12? 2011, I thought, right? Something yeah, like that? like right when you opened your, um, your gym, the wear, the original, the OG wear. Yeah, I think it was like two years after I opened, so yeah, that we met. Um, I met Manning because I used to take his classes back then. I used to drive all the way from Fort Lauderdale, um, so that's how we met. Um, I do real estate. That's my day to day. I'm a pre-construction expert in Fort Lauderdale, and I also partnered with Manning to have the opportunity to open a legacy fit in a legacy in Fort Lauderdale. So, and it's been amazing. She's been amazing to work with. And uh, I find it to be like, what's interesting is it was a lot of blind faith, I think, mm -hmm. that it was like, like, I don't know, really know what the outcome's gonna be, but I believe in you and I believe in what you're trying to accomplish. So I wanna do it with you. And then we did it. And then I think we exceeded both of our expectations. Yeah. And now we're expanding Fort Lauderdale location by 5,000 square feet to, uh, get in line with the vision of the brand, taking it to more of a HQ style that we're doing in Little River and Nashville and, and Aventura. So it's it's just a part of the growth process. And it's it's been fun to see somebody that was a part of like the membership, like being a member and then being a part owner and then helping me, you know, grow the brand. It's been, I, I love taking people that were, that saw it in the beginning and get to go on the ride, you know, because it's a ride, it's a journey. There's no such thing as like, you know, you don't win in business, right? It just goes and goes and goes. So Stevie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, I love Legacy and I go to the Fort Lauderdale location and it has literally been such a lifesaver for me. Like literally, Gigi kept telling me to go. She's like, go to my gym, go to my gym. And I was like, whatever. Cause I was always kind of a gym snob, not even kind of a serious gym snob. Cause I used to work in the bodybuilding industry. So I was like, all right, I'll go. And it's hands down the best gym I've ever been to. And I've been to gyms all over the country. Like I'm obsessed, obsessed. Um, so my name is Stevie. I own a company called Ink Angel and we do cosmetic tattooing. Our studio's in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I am a boy mom, my son's four. And, Amazing. Um, I love to work out and just work and live my life. Awesome, well tell us a little bit about the journey of opening up Ink Angel, cause I know that's kind of like, and again, if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of like why you wanted to kind of jump on here. Yeah. It's a little, really, you know, tell people about that journey of opening up a business and being a, a mom and owning yeah. a business and, you know, and I'm sure Gigi has been a part of that as well. And that's why you wanted her here. So let's, uh, let's just dive in. Like what, when was the first Ink Angel born? Like, how did it all come about? Like, tell me a little bit about the business. So Ink Angel, it was crazy. I was in the bodybuilding industry and I was at a pretty high level. I was a sales director for one of the largest bodybuilding supplement companies in the world. And I stopped because I got pregnant and I was like, I can't be traveling though. I'm traveling and under this crazy amount of pressure and corporate was great but like it was corporate right you only get two weeks paid vacation and i was like if i'm gonna be working 80 hours a week i'd rather just 
do something for myself. Yep. And I had dabbled in some entrepreneurial ventures. Um, nothing really worked out, but I always liked makeup and I always loved tattooing. I thought tattooing was just so badass. So, do you have a lot of tattoos? Little ones, yeah. Little tattoos? Little ones, nice. yeah. I like the little tattoos. Especially <laughs> I, on females out there, but they're uh, cute. Yeah. Sexy, it's like cute and sexy. Yeah, you know? there's so much fun. Yeah. And I, um, it was during COVID, I had no job, I had no income, and um, I was staying home. My son's father was like, stay home and be a mom. And I, that was like a dream come true for me is how many times you're gonna be able to just be with your baby during COVID when everything was quiet. Right. I actually liked that time. And um, so I stayed home and then we started having issues. It just became a toxic situation. And in my mind, I was like, I have to start planning, you know, for so, it to come. Just so I understand, it was a toxic situation with, with the baby daddy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I started, you know, realizing me staying at home and not having a source of income was not a very smart situation. And I didn't want to go back to corporate. I just didn't. I fell in love with being a mom and having that time with my son. Right. So I decided to get certified. Um, I learned how to tattoo eyebrows and it was kind of like a joke, to be honest. I was like, I don't know, let's see how this goes. <laughs> Literally the first pair of eyebrows I did, I felt like I was born. It was like <laughs> this moment where I was like, I love this. I freaking love it. And then Wait, the so girl. Are y'all's eyebrows tattooed? Yeah. Both of y'all? Yeah. Both of you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at them. <laughs> I cannot tell. I mean, I don't know what it's supposed to look like, but they look great. Oh, that's, that's the whole point. All right. Well, they look great, ladies. Yeah. So thank you. I never would have even dreamed that they were yeah. tattooed. Yeah. We have face tattoos. So technically, we're more badass than all of you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that, well, he has face tattoos. So. Oh, you do? Net tattoos. Oh, so. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> dope. Is off on his I ears, love so. the tattoo placement Shout here. Shout out to Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. Right. Love that. You're giving me, I actually. So you don't have any, you don't have any face tattoos, man. Yeah. All right, not yet. Not yet. The pimple is going on his forehead soon, but. <laughs> oh my God. I need to see that. No, you should just no. get like a little pimple right there. A little cute little pimple right there. That would yeah. be, that would be a little tear. That is, that is yeah. wild. That is so wild. Like yeah. it shows you the, what they can, I mean, what y'all can do with cosmetics and, and tattoos. That's really cool. It's crazy. We tattoo lips, eyebrows, scalp. I do Hi. face Hi. like eyeliner, freckles, blush. You can do anything. She tattoos. Oh my God. Hearing you say freckles cracks me up because yeah. so many women, you know, Remove they that. do the, uh, well, not only that, but they, but then they do the, the filter that gives them freckles. You yeah. Know? yeah. I give them a freckle yeah. filter all the time. That's funny. She literally like puts it on their, like all these little freckles. And I'm like, I can't believe, like, I would never think that someone would ask for freckles. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. She does uh, scalp, um, micropigmentation, like micropigmentation where like- Is that for like bald guys? Like Yeah, a hairline. So she basically brush the hairlines. Yeah. It looks like they just shave their head. You know what I mean? Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff she's like gotten into with, with the tattooing. I became like obsessed with it. And that's when I realized, like, I'm never going to be successful with something on my own if I'm not obsessed with it. And the level of obsession I, I had for tattooing was almost, like, unhealthy. And then, but, like, I loved it. Yeah. And um, 
so the my right obsession is not unhealthy though. no it was you like I mean? my obsession for fitness or my son yeah. it was just something i really fell in love with i think obs obs the word obsessed is off often looked at as a negative thing yeah and i actually disagree with that i think obsessed one of my favorite quotes is obsessed is the word that the lazy describe the dedicated you know what i, I mean? love that so it's yeah. like people oftentimes people can't relate to someone yeah. being obsessed of something because they don't have purpose in their own life to be obsessed about something. Yeah. So when you find that thing that you have purpose for, get obsessed about it. Yeah. Right? Because that's how you're going to accelerate it. If you're yeah. not obsessed, then it's just going to be a hobby. But yeah. you've made it into a career. Yeah. And that's the only way you can do these kind of like entrepreneurial things mm -hmm. is if you're obsessed about it and you go after it like like nothing you've ever gone after in your life. And then yeah. that way you can turn it into a real business, which it yeah. sounds like you have. So well, it's funny. Hand on that. <laughs> well, it's funny because I never really posted on social media. I wasn't really a social media person. Um, being in the bodybuilding industry, I was around a bunch of men and they were awesome. But that's yeah. what I was used to being around. And when I started posting on social media, these before and afters of eyebrows, you know, you get all the people who are like, what is she thinking? Has she lost her damn mind? Yeah. Um, because I was a good, I was good at what I did sales wise. I could have gone back and done that. Um, so I started working and practicing, getting really good. And then everything ended with my son's dad very suddenly. I actually wound up on Gigi's couch, <laughs> hysterically crying. That's how we became each other. good friends. Yeah, we were mutual friends, like our girls group. We were on the same text message thread, like a group chat, like a group chat. And for like moms or no, just like, like with girls. But her and I had only met like once, I think, yeah. prior. Okay. And so, but we, our other friends, mutual friends, put us on the same group chat. And so she's like, guys, I'm just like having one of those days today where I'm so upset, I can't stop crying. And I would, I was in a, in my office that day, and I was like, "Come over here, like you can't yeah. be by yourself feeling right. that way, you know." So she did. She came over, and I made her tea, <laughs> and we just like sat in the living room and talked. And I'm like, "Spill it, give it out to me." Bald my eyes out on how just your body, like yeah. release it, yeah. you know. And so that's how we became like friends. Yeah. And um, and we just got into like a very deep conversation, and I knew what she was going through because I had been there myself at one point. Yep. So I. I related to it entirely and just gave her like the best advice I could give her, you know? And I think it's important that when you're going, like a lot of people, when they're going through something, they almost like bury the feelings of what they're going through and just keep moving. And I think it's really important to sit in those feelings and process them and deal with them and release them so you can keep going. Yeah, gonna, it's gonna come out eventually. Yes. And so if you and can, to go back to your point of like, unhealthy and healthy it's very healthy to let it out yeah you know and especially to let it out to someone that's not gonna judge or yeah, or even give you or even speech. give you advice just someone that's gonna listen right. like yeah. oftentimes we just need people just to listen we don't yeah. need advice we don't want you to come back and tell us how to fix it no we just want to tell you everything and just get it off our chest yeah and not be judged and not that's be true. like you know so like and then that that release of that allows you to get the baggage off of you so then you can you can go on about your life like you can yeah. like almost like it's like dumping it off the like if you're driving and you just dump it out of the car and then you just keep going you know but if you well, hold it in the trunk then eventually it's going to pop out yeah and i think know? the problem is too like i'm a doer like i want to know what do i do yeah and i had this moment for me to text 
like I was in a place like I was in a very bad place because I'm not really someone to just cry I'm always like just go like just yeah, figure it out and I didn't know what to do it was a very um sudden ending I don't really want to get into it about my son's dad but like it was just like one day I'm at home with my son the next day I'm sleeping in my car and I had nowhere to go and my son was about wasn't even two years old yet I had no income. I had just started Powder Brows. I had just started my business and I just didn't know what to do. You know, like, how do I get food stamps? How do I get a government assistance? It was the end of COVID. I couldn't even find a hotel room. I had no money. Right. Um, so talking to Gigi made me understand, you know, she's in here in her beautiful home with her daughter. And I had no idea she had been through what she went through. And she gave me this pep talk and I walked into her home feeling a little lost and unsure of myself. And then I left and I'm like, you know what? If she can do it, so can I. If these other girls are able to do cosmetic tattooing with no business background like I had, you know, mm -hmm. here I am selling millions, like a million dollars worth of product. Like I used to sell stuff like this all the time. Yeah. That was nothing to me. So I'm like, why am I doubting myself doing brows, something that I actually love? And I left found a place to live it was a shack <laughs> literally a shack I spent a month in that shack and I built my business from like $45 my first month I was in that shack like literally was an abandoned like little place it was probably not bigger than this bugs like a window shaker no heat it was right. February I was freezing it was horrible and I hit 11 grand that month amazing and I remember like my son like only had childcare from like nine to noon. His dad was doing his own thing, you know, newly single. And I just remember being like, you can either be crying and heartbroken and sad, or you can just channel that energy into something like productive and just become so relentless that you make it work and it worked. And then slowly but surely, my business kept growing, clients kept booking and I went from being in that little, you know, shack to eventually getting my apartment. Um, and now I have a facility where we have like multiple rooms and I have three artists. I have a operations director. Like we have an actual business. Yeah. And like I, I was literally sitting in my studio the other day like, I can't believe that I'm here. Like my life is so drastically different from, it wasn't even three years ago that I was like, my life is just completely different now. And I'm so thankful for that and thankful to Gigi because you literally like her pep talk. She's like, listen, I did this. I did this. You could do it. And I felt so empowered when I walked out. I like walked in this like broken little bird and I left like this like eagle, like ready to just fuck shit up. Yeah, I love great. that. Was there anything specific that she said that really resonated with you? You know, like, um, did you walk away and say, you know, this one thing kind of like, hit me in a different way. You know, a lot of times people can give you a pep talk, but there's always that one kind of gem that you're like, the light bulb goes off for you and you can take it and then harness it and then apply it to your own life. Is there anything that you felt like sticks out like that, that she the, said? The fact that she did it on her own and that she wasn't afraid to also ask for help. Cause that was one thing that you told me is like, don't be afraid to ask people for help you know, for your business, for your life. Because I, I'm that type of person, like I would rather cut my own arm off than ask somebody for money or ask somebody for help or anything. Yeah, right. And that was something very valuable that I learned from her is like, 
texting the group was a big step for me as a person. And then going there and realizing like, wow, she's actually happy to have me here and I'm not a burden. And when I left, that was probably the biggest thing that you gave me was our friendship, first of all. And then just like the fact that you made it by working really hard and just not giving up. So I think the, I mean, what I hear, like the first step to any person that is feeling alone, dark, lost or whatever is reaching out. Yeah. You can't sit in the space of isolation. You have to get yourself out of that and reach out to yeah. someone and someone in your life wants to yeah. help you. Yeah. Like there's always people, you know what I mean? There's someone out there that you can, that you can reach out to and don't worry about the response. Just yeah. reach out. Like, yeah. cause here's the deal. Let's say they don't respond or let's say they don't respond in the way you want them to. Who cares? Like, yeah. Are you worse for that or better for that? Like, <laughs> yeah. You're probably in the same scenario, if anything. So I would say to people is keep reaching out, keep trying to find someone that can help you. Everyone has a mentor. Everyone has friends. Everyone has, you know, and then if you say to yourself, you know, I don't have anybody or whatever. Well, then go ask a stranger. Yeah. Like, literally. I mean, that's what yeah. homeless people do all day long is yeah. talking to strangers. There's so group, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. There's just things. And I feel like when you like, it's really important what Stevie was saying with like turning your pain into purpose. You're going to go through pain in life no matter what. You, yep. It's inevitable. You can't avoid it. But how do you respond to that is everything. Like how you respond to the problems that come into your life or the issues that come into your life. Your response is everything. So a lot, a lot of people, what I notice is um, they get stuck in like the victim mentality. Like, yeah. why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? And it's like, why is it happening happening for you? Like, what is this teaching you right now? Right. What is a lesson that's coming out of this? Because everything is happening for you, for you to level up in some kind of way. So that was like kind of my conversation with her. It's like, yeah. hey, I can relate to everything that you've gone through but like how are you gonna how are you gonna respond to this because you know you have everyone has the tools to become whatever they want to become it's really what they're willing to do to to access those tools whether it's books whether it's you can google anything yeah or like you can literally get information is so abundant these days so it's like how are you going to turn whatever you're going through into the best thing that ever happened to you mm -hmm. you know like because in my experience I'm grateful for every bad thing that I've gone through yeah. and literally it's been painful it's been hard but I'm grateful for it because everything came with a life-changing lesson for me everything that I've gone through and so um that was kind of like my conversation with her and I think also providing like safe space for someone is so important mm -hmm. because um in her talking and even in her sharing what she was going through with me, it's almost like she gained clarity and mm -hmm. just releasing everything. She was able to get like the questions and all the crazy stuff out of her head and just find clarity and like, okay, this is where I'm going to start. You know, I have to start somewhere. This is where I'm going to start. And then of course, like from a woman to a woman, mother to mother, like I always want to help people. It's just who I am as a person. And it's in my nature. Like I always want to see people, thrive and succeed especially a single mom right you know because i again like i can relate to what it takes and the difficulty that comes with like pushing through life when you have a little child you know so i think that's where we kind of like really connected and then we were able to to find a way for her to like get back on her feet 
you know? And I thought that was really important, especially because she's a mom, you know? And I think also like seeing, you know, I, I'll speak for myself. When I first met Gigi, you make assumptions. Oh, your mom's successful, your family's successful. You probably had certain things handed to you. And you just think certain things. When you see a pretty girl, you assume mm, she probably didn't have like a rough, I don't even know why I would think that, but like, I just never realized how hard of a road you had. Yeah. Like you really had a hard road. Nothing was ever handed to Nothing. People make that assumption. But the thing is, it's nothing. Like, if I ever ask my mom for money, she just laughs. Like, she's just like, I came here as an immigrant with two kids. Exactly. And that is English. And you've, you've gone to school here. You've, you know, graduated from a university. You've had the tools. Like, my mom, if I ask her for money, I just have to hear, like, an hour long of why she's not giving me a penny, you know? And that was my experience, you know, when I, be when I became a single mom. Like, I had no money. All my bank accounts in the red. And it was a very worse. similar experience. And, and again, it's just like, I didn't really, you know, have time to sit there and dwell in that. I was like, all right, time to go to work. You yeah. Know? Like it's time to do what, what, whatever I have to do. And I did. And I was like bartending at two different clubs. And I was also doing like go-go dancing at Lib when it first like opened. Yep. And, um, you know, and I just did whatever. You're I had still go-go dancing at Legacy. So. <laughs> Still using those yeah. skill sets. And so, um, you know, I just did whatever I had to do to to make money. And, you know, thank God I was able to make enough of it to sustain me building my real estate career. Because my first year of real estate, I only made $12,000. Yeah. Like, it was nothing. It was, like, frustrating, you know, because the first couple of years while you're building yourself up, it's really difficult. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about South Florida. You have over 100,000 realtors just in the, like between Palm Beach to Miami. You it's know? probably three times that amount now, right? Probably. <laughs> but um, so I, you know, again, like I had to find a way to make money and put food on the table and at the same time build my business. So it was like, tw I was just like blinders, completely focused. And then um, I landed my first project. And after that, it was game over. That's another thing. That's another thing, Gigi, that I remember us talking about that a light bulb went off. You just reminded me because like everyone and their mother does brows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, I would hear all the time, how are you going to do it? Everybody does that. You know, what are you thinking? You're getting into this industry. You've never even like, you know, done anything in the beauty industry. And then hearing Gigi share her story about the same thing, like the first year was difficult and you just have to outwork everybody. You have to set yourself apart. And it's almost like a cool thing that it's such a saturated industry because that means it's that lucrative, but it also means that it's that much more difficult. And once you get to a certain level, like the competition pool shrinks a lot because not everybody gets to that level. Um, that was another thing that inspired me is your story about real estate. Cause I was like, well, real estate, Brows, totally different industries, but they're both very saturated where everyone, like, I feel like a lot of realtors do brows as well. Yeah. It I just mean, crosses. But um, I think every industry to a certain degree is competitive. I mean, it's like, super like the gym, the fitness industry, the beverage industry. Yeah. Like, there's competition everywhere. And I think that, so I like what Gigi said, you put blinders on and you go for you. You don't worry about the competition. You don't worry about what other people are doing. If you focus on what you're doing, if you focus on being 
the most significant in what you do, then you're, the cream always rises to the top, right? Yeah. Like people that do it the right way, that do it with excellence, that do it with professionalism, that do it with customer service. The voice, the you know, the the reputation will get out. The reviews will get out. Like you're, you'll build a business. Yeah. You know, it's it's a matter. It's only a matter of time. Not necessarily like you know what it is. It's just a matter of how 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 long it takes, right? So. And I remember too. I would have moments where, like that little shack, taught me so much about life. Like I go back. It's almost like when those like Buddhist monks like they go away and they they do a retreat. Like almost had that retreat by fire. Cause I remember almost every single night I'd be so tired. My son would be sleeping. He was really clingy and it was really cold. So he'd be next to me yeah. and I would like put the comforter over my head and work on my laptop to not like wake him up. Right. And I remember having these moments where I would just be falling asleep and I would just tell myself literally out loud. I'd be like, this is when your competition would give up. Like this is exactly when they would give up, keep going. And eventually, I beat everyone that yeah, I yeah. could beat. And then now it's not about beating my competition, it's just like beating myself right. and just keep continuing to go and work harder. But um, yeah, any industry worth being in is gonna be saturated, yep. period. Exactly. So, what, um, where's the physical location now? Um, it's on East Commercial in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Um, so I had like a little studio before to myself and now we're on East Commercial. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome, and what's the plans moving forward? You know, I want to monetize every aspect of the business. So I train a lot now. So I only tattoo a few days a week now and my team tattoos the majority of the time. Okay. Um, but if somebody really wants to book with me, they can, but I'm booked out like at least two months in advance. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's great. I remember when I couldn't even get one client. Uh, right. Um, so now I focus more on training. Okay. So I hold classes once a quarter for either lips or brows. I do a mentorship program so I can help women who don't have the business experience that I had, like scale their business in the beauty industry. Um, I'm working on some digital products. So I'm going to have like a full digital catalog where if somebody can't physically make it to me to train, they can actually go online. Uh, we're finishing our website now. With like a whole facelift yeah um and then physical products are going to be coming down the road too Amazing. so i want to monetize everything i can about the brand and it's all under ink angel all under ink angel very yeah. cool very cool oh um, yeah so you're building a brand yeah it's a blast <laughs> i love it brand building business <laughs> yeah it's a blast i'm taking a lot of stuff that i learned from before and just applying it to my company now like i remember being in corporate being like oh my god i have to sit through another slideshow presentation about like our marketing strategy i'm just right. gonna, like die <laughs> all the corporate buzzwords but i've learned so much from that yeah. that it's become so helpful to my business now and how long were you in the the shack um it was just over 30 days 30 days 31 days yeah <laughs> She got that 11,000 she's like i'm out yeah <laughs> literally well later bye yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, I, it's funny because I, you know, sometimes you think back on things and you're like, was it really that bad or am I just exaggerating in my head? I went to an event um, for Women in Distress, which is an organization that I'm obsessed with. They help single moms who have like no place to go. Um, okay. um, so I've become more involved with them now. And I heard the stories and I'm like, was it really that bad in the shack? And I, and I went in the car with my operations director, Ashley. She's like, my right hand in the business. 
And I was like, I just want to go back there and just see, like, if it was that bad. And it was worse than I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pulled up and I was like, oh my God, this is, how could it actually be worse? Because I think at the time, my situation that I left was that bad. The the shack kind of right. like a little safe haven. And now my life is just like literally a dream. Yeah, yeah. And I went back to the shack and I was like, how? <laughs> like the windows, like duct taped. It was just so bad. But it was so good at the same time. I was about to say, yeah. But it, a lot of that is, is it's so good because it gives you something to, to look back on and see how far you've come, you know? So I look back at some of the places I used to live when I first moved to Miami and I had this one efficiency and, you know, it was the type of efficiency where if you're sitting in the bed, you could like brush your teeth, take a dump and clean your dishes on the plate. Like you could touch (laughs) everything everything sitting on the bed, like the toilet, like it was like being a prison cell. And then my next door neighbors was an entire, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, an entire Spanish Mexican family. I don't know what it was, but (laughs) they basically sang Spanish music and cooked every night loud as hell, like clacking pans. And there had to be 19 people living in there. Like I'm not exaggerating. So it was me. Dollars a month in rent. It was me and Artemis, my very first pit bull, and we lived in this this efficiency for a year. We were in this thing. It was six hundred dollars a month, and I would walk from 38th. And Indian Creek to 13th and Washington, that's where the Crunch Gym was. I would walk to work back and forth with Le- with Artemis, back and forth. And that's how I got, and I was shredded because all I ate was, <laughs> was tuna in a can and almonds. And I walked everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's how I got most of my clients because I would walk around with my shirt off everywhere. And so. I feel like I just read that like, or saw that. Yeah, I, did, I just did a podcast on it, but uh, or it was one of the stories I told yeah. on podcast, but it's those I think it's those moments that keep us humble also because no matter how much we accomplish, you don't forget. You don't forget what you went through. You don't forget what you sacrificed. Yeah. And then you're also relatable to those that are now under you. Yeah. So for me, when I have staff that complain about money or that say, you know, I don't have this, I don't have that. I can literally give them a real life example of, Hey, no, you actually have it pretty damn good. Yeah. You're just not applying yourself and you're not. I, I hear every time I listen to Gigi, I always think action, 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 right. action. She is, it's always action. It's not telling me something, not saying something. It's yeah. physically doing something. And I think that's, that's the difference in most people. And what you get out of life is what you do, not what you talk about. Yeah. And that's something that both of you, y'all put words into action yeah you said what you're gonna do but then you went out and did it yeah and that's a great example for young women out there and mothers and people that are in that that dark space where they they just can't figure it out stop waiting stop wanting and start doing yeah you know what i mean like that's educate yourself yes never over educate yourself there's so many resources out there now to your point you can google anything youtube Instagram. I mean, it's almost an uh, information overload now. So the excuse of saying you don't know how to do something is bullshit. Like there's too many ways to learn now. Like even with the real estate stuff, right? Like I, I'm in a very, very competitive market and I have built myself to the point where I know everything. I mean, everything there is to know about Fort Lauderdale, I know it. And it's because the 
research just because I've gotten to where I want to be doesn't mean it stops. Right. I actually do more. Yep. You know, because I'm like, now what can what more can I bring to the table? What more can I offer these developers? And I know, you know, I'm at that point that no one's going to do what I do. Like I do it because I, I know the amount of information that's in my head that talking to any buyer when you, edu you know, educating them on what you know, and what you've learned, like it's it's game over, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and I think that's so important to CB's point, too. And just in general, like you can never overeducate yourself ever, ever. ever. I mean, and you never stop. And it you never, never stop. stop. You Ever. always you keep it you keep it going because it just even on things that you are not interested in doing and you still educate or read a book about something, somehow that's gonna come into your life and you're just gonna know about it. Whether it's like a conversation I'm having with clients, for example. Like I used to not know anything about the stock market. And then I started educating myself because so many of my clients were like you know, I don't want to pull out a million dollars for deposits. I want to keep it in the stock. And I was like, what is this deal with the stock market? <laughs> you know, so then I started educating myself and understanding their mentality. So then I could have these educated conversations with them and understand how or what I needed to do to close them. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, th I think that it's so important to educate yourself. And with today's like day and age, you can go if you don't have a phone, you don't have a computer. If you're really at one of those like low places, you can go to a library and use a computer for free. Like there is endless support and endless ways of figuring things out and taking action. And, and again, getting out of the victim mentality to just move forward. You know, like there are no problems, only solutions. You know? Amen. I think also, too, when you're at a place where you don't have anything, you don't have anything to lose and you don't care what people think. Like, I feel like the the space where I was at, like, I put on, I was doing headshots and I started having like a flashback of my corporate days. And like, if my old boss is watching this, I love you. Um, I loved corporate, but it just was not me. I always like tattoos. I like edginess. Like, that's why I love the bodybuilding industry. But then being the only woman, I was always like with a dress up to my neck and like, super, super serious, you know, like I felt constantly like I could not be my true authentic self. Yeah. And I remember doing headshots and I was like, this is boring. And I put on a pink wig and just like, almost like just fuck it. Why not? Just pink wig. Yeah. And that was in Angel. And then I started like boring. posting sexy pictures and like cool quotes and just stories. And then it became kind of like the Ink Angel brand was born of just me sharing little pieces of like my soul because I truly didn't care what anyone thought about me. No one was going to come rescue me. No one was going to pay my bills. And out of that situation of me just not caring and working really, really, really hard, I was able to kind of almost like birth something that was like really cool and I'm really proud of. And to Gigi's point too about becoming educated in your space, like there's always also someone that's just waiting to take your place. And I think if you come from a space like where you don't have anything and you are at the bottom, you're always going to have a healthy respect that you could wind up back there one day if you don't really, really just stay on top of things. It's our very first podcast on the container ship. So, yeah. It's a noise, a brain. I think they're doing work. Oh, it's the rain. Good yeah, God Almighty. It's really bad. Raining really yeah, it's bad. the rain. Well, Stevie, like also hearing you hearing you just kind of say that last point i mean one thing that stood out to me is like 
your authentic your authentic self was finally like birthed right like who you really were yeah. who you wanted to to show the world yeah. is now coming out so it's i believe that when people show their true authentic self it's more relatable and it's more likable 100%. so then people can relate to it identify with it and be like i want to be a part of that you know yeah. what i mean i think that's why our gym is so is so different yeah it's because we're not we're not pretending at all like we we let everyone know exactly who we are why we're doing what we're doing how we do it like it's laid out like from the day you walk in you know that we're here to work we're here to support each other we're here to hold each other accountable we're here to to uh set an example for those around us like it's a mindset it's an energy it's an enthusiasm that you feel as soon as you walk in the door and it doesn't matter which location it, like every community kind of has that that vibe yeah um and then i'm gonna push back a little bit on what you said you said not caring i actually think it's the opposite i think you finally got to a point where you cared so much about yourself yeah. that you were gonna do it no matter what so yes you didn't care what other people thought but it's not that you didn't care, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so we have to be careful when we talk like about like this caring thing. Cause a lot of people, you're right. you know, are like, I see it, I hear it all the time. Like uh, these Instagram posts where people are like, you know, just don't give a fuck, you know, just yeah. don't care. Like, yeah. and then life's better. Like, no, no, it's actually, I actually live my life the opposite. I almost care too much. Yeah. And, and then by caring so much, I definitely don't care about the naysayers. You know what I mean? Like, point. because I know where I stand. Like, that's why, like, when obstacles come or when setbacks come or when um, discrepancies come, like, I'm very confident in my responses because I know what I stand for. Yeah. Like, I don't need someone to tell me, like, what I stand for. I know what I stand for. So yeah. if you disagree with that, that's fine. Yeah. But I'm going to keep this thing going, you know? Like, <laughs> I love that. So, and I think you... You have built something that you believe in, that you're good at now, that you're you're looking to scale. I love hearing that you're saying you're you're now paying it forward. You're now yeah. teaching others mm -hmm. how to do what you do. And yeah. that is the greatest way to scale is yeah. start pouring, start sh like the things that you learn, start pouring out, pouring that into other people. Yeah. And then your business is gonna boom. I'm sure Gigi has like little people under her now. Like, do you? You do, right? What do you mean? Like little real estate people that you're now yeah, molding. A lot yeah, of people. You exactly. Have a ton of people. Exactly. Because I trained a lot of people. Yes. I've spoken too to so many girls that are like getting into the industry, and they're like, "What do I do? I want to get to the level you're at." And I like literally give mentor them, mentor them, yeah. basically. Exactly. So, I but I think that's something you could do is actually have like a mentorship, you know, program mm -hmm. because you're so good at what you do. Yeah. You know. You would kill it and i think it's so rewarding like because it's one thing to teach someone a skill but then when you teach them how to monetize it it is it is so awesome because i remember when i trained the person that trained me was an incredible mentor but i yeah. knew what questions to ask i knew kind of conceptually how to start a business and market it and get clients and then at you know now in a position where i'm at now I hit a point when I was training where I was like, what are these girls gonna do? I don't wanna just take their money and then just like send them out. It didn't right. feel right. And I truly love training and I find so much joy. Like when someone learns how to tattoo for the first time and then they get it. And then sometimes I'll see a student 
that is in a situation like I was in, because I remember going to training and just like trying to not cry every day and like just trying to get through the day because I kind of knew what was right around the corner in my life. And I was in this desperate situation where, not desperate, but it was like, this is this is what I, I need to make this work. I don't right. have another option. Um, as much as I'd like to think it's kind of funny that I'm learning how to do brows, like this is my life, you know? Yeah. I'm tattooing with my life. And it's not like, it's not funny to me. It's a skill set. Like you, you just proven that. So, you know what, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people might say, oh, like she does a brows. Like, oh my God, like you know, so big deal. But if you do it good. Charge I mean, for brows though. I charge $1,300 for brows. I make $1,300 in two and a half hours. And like, that's amazing. I used to charge zero. Yeah. So now I look at that and it's like, that's actually really cool. Is this, um? so I just want to understand, now I'm kind of curious, $1,300, like, is that both brows? <laughs> like, yes. Or is that just one? Um, am I getting, do I get two for two for that price? And then, uh, and then is it permanent? Is it permanent or do yeah, you have to like touch it up? Yeah. How, how often do they have to get touch-ups? It depends on their skin. So every six months to 12 months, okay. some, some can wait like two to three years. It just and what's the touch-up cost? A couple hundred. Okay. Um. So I keep my touch-up prices lower, but right. they only get a touch-up with me if they book their initial session with me. Okay. So they can't like go you. somewhere else and then right. get a touch-up with me. Yeah. Unless you're me. Unless you're GT. <laughs> Unless you're. <laughs> then you can do that. Uh, the the front deal. Like I need a touch-up, please. I got you. But like, but yeah, it's it's a serious business. It's crazy, and I feel like, you know, I'll be tattooing someone on the face, and I'm. And sometimes I'll I'll have moments where I'll like pray over my clients. I've had some clients come in with cancer and I'll just be like tattooing them. Obviously I'm not charging them $1,300. Yeah. But like, I just thank God now, like for every single person that was, I think also in situations like, you know, when you were living in the efficiency, when I was in the shack, when Gigi was a new single mom, like bartending and just making ends meet, I feel like you also make healthy habits. Like I used to thank God for every client that booked. I still do that. And I feel like there are certain things that you can choose to develop in a moment like that, that will carry you forward and keep you so grounded when you are in a position where you could get cocky. Yep. What are some of the, like, let's dive into that a little bit. Cause yeah. I love, I love, uh, we're big, we're, Oh my God, I can't talk. Um, we are real big, real big on, uh, that country came out of me there a second. Um, we're real big on uh, customer service as part of our six C's of legacy. And what are some things? So it's funny, like hearing you talk about your business because I'm married and I have a wife, I hear all these stories, you know, of her eyelash lady her oh, yeah. you know laser hair removal lady like yeah. you know her her nail lady like you know all that and and so as a business <laughs> owner you hear these stories you're like you shake your head you're like oh my gosh how are they running a business like I that know. so do you have any advice pointers on that side of the business is there anything unique and listen don't worry about sharing you know secrets because trust me openly yeah. it, it doesn't matter like yeah. some people trust me it'll go right over their head and they won't even use it no and then the people that anything. actually do use it you're helping yeah. so it's like it's a win-win ask but, all the questions you know but um i would love to hear some of your like little customer service things you do that that you feel like sets set you apart from the average uh yeah. brow lady you know oh my god i love it so on instagram that's usually where people find us is on instagram okay so the second someone follows us 
Um, it's myself and two girls on my team on our Instagram. And it's a rule. We do not compromise on that rule. We send them a note. The second they follow us, we don't have a bot doing it. It's high. Personalized. It's a personalized message. It's, a, it's the same message. Everyone gets it. Yeah, but, but it's still, you do it personally. It. Yeah. Yes. Um, thank you so much for the follow. You know, we specialize in cosmetic tattooing. Let us know if you have any questions. Um, and that starts up a conversation. And my philosophy is, would you like allow someone to walk into your gym and not greet them? Like exactly. someone it's unheard of. Right. page. Now there are so many pages on Instagram. If someone actually is interested enough in our content to hit the follow button, that's a pretty big indicator that they could be a client. They might know a client. It's their first impression. And that has gone so far with our clients and with our students. So that's my number one thing that we do. When Are y'all writing us down, people? Like, <laughs> so no, but seriously. So one of my biggest things that I teach people is be the first to respond. Yeah. So if you have a potential client and they reach out to you, that's that's what we call a hot lead. Yeah. Like respond immediately. immediately. And what I don't understand is so many people, they don't respond. No. Or they wait like a week. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And yeah. this is what, and I know you know this. If they if they reached out to you, guess what? They probably reached out to at least three other yeah, companies. Please. So if you're the yeah. first to respond, normally you get the business. But if you are the last to respond or even the second to last to respond, you're yeah. probably not going to get that customer because first impressions are everything. All right. Number one, respond quickly. Respond number two. Quickly. Number two, like I have my team. I feel like it starts with my team. I've been very, very lucky. I have amazing girls. And I you have, have all female staff? All female staff. Love it. I'm not against having guys. Yeah. It just worked out that way. Um, Even in Fort Lauderdale, it's so surprising. <laughs> if y'all get that joke, all right. Sorry. <laughs> I would honestly love to have a guy. I know, right? That'd be so much fun. But um, I make sure that my team, I'm very involved with my team. So I give them goals monthly. Okay. And it's like no excuses. I break it down. I work it backwards. So I'll be like, hey, here's your goal for the month of Ju July. Um, here's how we're going to achieve that goal. What do you need from me? Um, I send them a text message every morning with, here's what I want you to post. So we all have uniform posts. I want us to look like we are like a force. How many, how many girls you have? Three girls. Three girls. You're tattooing. And, and, then, uh, and then me and then my operations director. So you have five people total. Five people total. And everybody's like working as a team. All the time. Love it. 20, they have unlimited vacation days. I don't care if they take off because they're always working. If they yeah. hit their goal, they could do whatever they want, but they work hard. Like what happens works for me and they don't work. They're yeah, they're gone. So that's what I was leaning into. So you have these goals. You have requirements. Yeah. What happens if they don't hit? If they don't hit the goal, we talk about why. Okay. You know, like I'm very, I have a long sales background. So sometimes if someone consistently doesn't hit their goal, it's either a problem with me as a company or them not doing what they need to do to hit that goal. Um, so we'll just have a discussion. And if somebody doesn't hit their goal like three months in a row, usually... So the yeah. first step, and again, if I get this wrong, then tell me, because oh, I like a lot of things you're saying. So, because it's the same way I, I view things. We set a goal. Yeah. You don't hit your goal. And obviously it's in the first month. Okay. Yeah. So they, they're just getting to know your, your, uh, your um, expectations, yeah. your goals, your requirements, all this stuff. Right. So when someone doesn't hit their goal initially, 
it's always extreme ownership on me. What I yeah. say to myself is obviously I didn't do my job. Yeah. So let's get into that. Did you do this, this, and this? Did I show you this and this? And then a lot of times we did, but then they forgot. So for me, what it is, it's reminding them yes. of what they're supposed to be doing instead of thinking and assuming that they know what to do after the first lesson. Because oftentimes you tell them what to do and they forget. And that's human. That's that's a normal thing. They don't they don't own it. So they're not exactly. gonna feel the way you do about it. That and they're not gonna think about it all. Like we can't shut it off. No. Like Gigi can't shut off her real estate. You can't shut off Ink Angel. I can't shut off Legacy and No Days Off. It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. Like it's actually scary how bad like we yeah. are. Like we can't. No. But we love it. So why would we want to cut it off, right? Right. Um, so to go back in that, we make sure that we take the ownership, that we make sure that they know what they're doing. And then second month goes around yeah. and then they still don't do it. Then you got to reevaluate. And then I hear you by the third month, they don't got it. You kind of got to move on. So, and I yeah. get that, you know, it's like, it's like if you give them all the tools and then they just don't use the tools yeah then to me i always I always compare it to effort it's like show me effort and enthusiasm yeah. and then if you're not getting the results then there's something there's something missing, missing you know and it's yeah. probably not going to happen for you and i find so. that if you give your team like this goes to customer service where if you give your team goals uh -huh. and clear direction and expectations and you set a good example yourself like yes. I'm Lead by be, example, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm booked out through August and I charge twice as much as they do for brows. So that's kind of where I come into play is like, okay guys, if I can be fully booked, you definitely can be fully booked. Like yes. there's no excuse. I'm not asking you to do something. You're not asking them to do anything that you don't do. Exactly. I love that. Twice as much. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't mean twice as much, but like for- No, exactly, price. right. So, and then I'm big on giving them all the resources they need. If you need to market, if you need Instagram help, I literally wake up in the morning and part of my morning routine is like, how can I make money today? Yeah. And then what can I, what information can I provide today? And what can we post as a team today? And usually that all kind of like ties together. So I send them a text message, like girls post, I'm very particular, post it before and after still, this is the caption. If you have something else you wanna do, that's fine. But at least they know something to do. Yeah. And I noticed that by the time the client walks in, they are held to such a high standard. They're not going to be sloppy. Um, they're not going to be talking about stuff they shouldn't be talking about. They're not going to be showing up late for a client. Um, if we, God forbid, mistakes happen, we will make it right. I have a very open, clear communication line with my team. So if a, if a client's not happy for some reason, we always make it right. Like, no exceptions. Um, have you had any... And I mean, yeah, I know this is had like, sound. have you had any like, like real scary moment? Cause this is oh, permanent yeah. stuff. Have you ever, oh, yeah. have you ever had something? <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm not trying to laugh, but it is like, yeah, I can only imagine like, laugh. have you had like, you know, like <laughs> they did arrows on them or something no. now, like TPs. No, I still doubt stuff. <laughs> I hold them to such a high standard when it comes to learning. Yeah. Uh-uh. Like right. I, I literally, my rule is zero mistakes. Okay. Like this is like absolutely. Cause it's no mistakes for that yeah but you no. you also get to sketch it before you actually well no i don't know but sometimes they're moving a client's like talking right so i've had moments where like oh my god the client won't stop talking and i'm very 
I'm kind of. You have to tell them to kind of shut up, like basically. Like walk in the room. I'll be tattooing, and I'm very like zen with my client. Right. Like, okay, don't talk. Uh Tattoo you on the face. And then I'll hear. I have an artist. She's gonna know who she is when I'm talking about this. She can't tell someone to be quiet for the life of her. If her life was on (laughs) was on the line, she would not be able to tell her client. Is she just one of those like she's so sweet that she just can't do it? Yeah. She can't. So she has this client just like. That's like legend here, by the way. Oh, legends like our sweetheart. Oh, okay. So like, I'll say her name. It's Julia, (laughs) but it's, she knows it. I will literally put down what I'm doing. I'll stop tattooing and I'll walk in the room and I'll be like, listen, you need to be quiet because she's tattooing you on the face and your eyebrows will not stop moving. And if you want one brow up here, one brow down here, you can continue to talk. But like, and then they stop. No, they don't though. Cause they're just like, it's like tattooing a moving target. Like, yes. shut up. Oh well, also, gosh. when you walk into her studio, it's like house music plus vibe. <laughs> and the, the way her studio is like set up and like the girls are so fun that like <laughs> you go in there and you're like, <laughs> you know, like it, it feels so much fun. It feels like a super yeah. fun, cool vibe. So I yeah. think that immediately like lets people kind of chill yeah and feel like they're in that like environment of like girl talk they're excited you know because that's that's energy that her yeah yeah has so it's easy to like go in there and just is this strictly is this strictly cosmetics or is there regular tattoos goes on i started doing tiny tattoos because i I love tattooing yeah like i love it and that's something that you personally do yeah, the, the, the little tattoos. Little tattoos. Um, but I won't do something on somebody unless I know I can do it well. Yeah, obviously. like exceptionally well. You're right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I That's started doing tiny tattoos. I'm thinking about bringing a tattoo artist in because I love. I didn't like the stuffy vibes of a lot of cosmetic tattoo studios. Yeah. It's like oh, everything's like pink and pretty and like <laughs> perfect and. Then we have Ink Angel and it's like basically like a tattoo shop, old school, like. Yeah you know, mixed with cosmetic tattooing. I love it though. So that's, I want to do little tattoos That's too. a brand, you know, yeah. man, you're doing it different. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. But I I mean, the first thing I was thinking while you were talking was like, you should definitely bring in a high level yeah. person, you know? Definitely. Because they charge like really good tattoo artists charge a fortune. So, a lot of money. You know? Yeah. And, and that- And if you find somebody like at that high level, which I'm sure you could. Yeah. You know, with your reach, like, and then you plug them in and then now you're making- even more money. Yeah, I love that. And then we have way more tattoos. Yeah. I'll just be every day. I'll be like, and now she's like, tattoo right here. It's so fun. I love it. Yeah. When we moved in there, that was another version of the shack. It was so bad. I brought the girls in and like, I found, because it was really hard to find a commercial space in Fort Lauderdale and I outgrew my space. Yeah. Um, And I was like, I need to find a space. And I just got it in my mind. I had to do it. So I was looking and looking, looking. I became obsessed with it found this space and I walk in and it looked like an absolute shithole. Like it was so bad. Do you remember how bad it called me? And she's like, I found a space. And I was like, amazing. And she's like, but uh-huh. it's, a, it's a little weird looking inside. Fixer upper. And she's- Is it standalone or is it? It's in an old, uh, older like medical office building. Okay. So it's an old doctor's office, but I don't know what the heck they were doing in this doctor's office because it was so it was dirty, so outdated, gross, and outdated. It was, it was like so bad. Big brown furniture in there, Ugh. like just the floors. Everything was just like. Do you have your Do you have your studio like like Is there pictures of your studio now, like yeah. online and stuff? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna it check is, that out. It's 
literally like I brought the girls in and you you could have heard a pin drop. I was like, guys, we have our space, but just wait. It's going to look amazing. And they all come in and they're like, okay. And I'm like, we're going to do this with the walls. We're going to have a waiting room here. And I could see it in my head. I could almost yeah. like when I look at someone's face and they might have messy brows, I could see the brows in my head. It was no different from the space. I could literally see it. And I'm like, you guys just have to trust me. And that was what I really, my team through L, because they'd be tattooing and I'd be like painting the walls. I <laughs> She made it so fun though. Like she was like doing little videos on her Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Her like in these weird, <laughs> like white suit and she's doing a like planning on the floor. Like I bought a painting suit just for the sole purpose to film a dance video. Cause I could like, slide around on the floor and then i was like i don't care if i get paint on me i just really want to dance in this thing it was, it was so funny all she made it fun and like she yeah. did the whole transformation it it looks so that's pretty. how i am too like hearing you say that is cool because that's how i am with spaces like Gigi will tell you when i yeah. when i walk into a space i see the gym in my head in, yeah almost instantly like it's it's real thick yeah. it's real freaky yeah like i saw this that we're sitting in. This is so. This cool. is a floating container ship, and I saw it, like, and this, and this is so cool. And I saw it. It looked like the building across the street, like when it was like raw floors. And I was walking my dog, and I saw this container ship flowing before it was even a building. Oh my god, so it it's wild. so special to have that though. Because like my job, I literally have to like teach people to have that vision. You know, I have to like educate them so yeah, right. much on the building and the units and this and that that it's like selling them a piece of paper basically you know and you have to really know it's an art to be able to do that it really is to be able to have that kind of a vision all right is there anything that we want to leave the audience with anything like listen it's it's your it's your podcast so i want to thank you for literally manning like legacy like because seriously when i was going through all those times the one con the one constant thing was going to to the gym every day and like, I wrote a post about it the other day about when I showed up one day, cause it was like a rough couple years and you know, stuff, stuff doesn't always happen the way you want it to be. And I would have highs and lows and sometimes the lows would just get really, really low. And I would go to the gym and I would like hit that bag. And uh -huh. I couldn't hit it cause I was worried I'd break my hand and like, I wouldn't be able to work. So then I started just kicking the bag and your team and the environment that you've created made me feel very safe you know because like you, you don't want to go to the gym and have some like douchey trainer like oh let me be the shoulder to cry on like that's like my worst nightmare yeah the, the so creep the creepy the trainer creepy. yeah let's not be creepy you guys no we don't have anyone like it, like literally i felt like where i was going was like family and um i think the biggest thing for me is just never compromise your morals like there were times i would look at other people like I'd be like, man, this girl's doing OnlyFans and she's making 50 grand a month. Like, what am I doing? Trying to do eyebrows and I can't even pay my rent? Right. Like, but I never compromise. Nothing against girls that do that. Like, it is what it is. But like, for me, that wasn't the way to go. Yeah. Um, Don't compromise who you are. Don't compromise your morals. And just stay very consistent. And eventually your life will be whatever you want it to be. Like, my life... I mean, Gigi knows, like, literally a couple years ago, if I knew what I knew then, what I knew now, about what my life would look like now, I would just be like, when are we going to go? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> put yeah. me through all the hard things. Like, please, just throw it at me. 
because I feel like that, like, I just feel so incredibly blessed and so thankful. And a big part of that was staying consistent, surrounding myself by, with good people, having good quality friends, um, and just like your gym, seriously. I, I go back there now and I just like look at it. I'm like, damn, I remember I used to walk in here crying. Now I'm walking in here and just like, feel great. Well, I mean, and I'm not exaggerating. That is exactly why we do what we do. Exactly. Yeah. Your story is exactly why I built Legacy. Exactly why we we harp on community so much. Yeah. And we have staff meetings that we're just constantly trying to empower our staff because if we're not empowering our staff, then they're not going to be able to pour into our members and vice versa. And so hearing you say you're essentially like your testimony when it comes to my gyms is is uh, humbling and then also affirming that I'm doing something that matters. I'm doing something that that will last longer than me. And that's what legacy is all about. And so thank you for saying that. It means a lot. And, and I think that the take home message for me with all of this is reach out. Mm. make a decision and then go after it and don't don't you know go after it like go after it be your authentic self and go after it because if you sit around and wait life's just gonna pass you by and you're gonna you know play victim and that never works out so thank you for today y'all check out is there a website ink angel um yeah we have our instagram is what i would okay what is it it's a the underscore ink angel the underscore ink angel go support you want that little face tattoo she's she's the woman to do it but um and gg <laughs> a little pimple yeah i'll give for free for legacy members yeah so that would be huge yeah so totally do that awesome well thank y'all thank you all right <laughs>